Lemon. GM. First word of the day is lemons. Lemon. We agreed. Actually, lemon. we didn't agree on shit. Mm-hmm. Lemon. Show, we can talk about what we want to talk about. I did Lemons are a thing, man. I don't get it. I didn't know if this would have the same effect as Discord, where when you talk, your GIF will move. Because the coolest part of the Discord stage, which we miss and love every day with the burning passion of a thousand suns, um, the GIF moves when you talk. It's really cool. This this does not happen here. <laughs> um, it doesn't. No. I'm sorry for that. It's all right. It looks great, though. Yeah. You have a pixel lemon. It looks good. Damn. Pixel lemons, pixel lemons were dropped yesterday in the most fun and innovative fashion. And I had quite a few to go through. And they are absolutely fabulous. We are. I, I, I. They are so fabulous that I am willing to forego a hex, a hexagon EFP. I've noticed. Just to rock my because. If you don't know the dynamics here, this is what's called an interactive NFT. The way that um, they changed the metadata and made it that the NFT can change right on OpenSea. There's a little little arrow thing in the upper left corner that you press, and it'll change your NFT into the pixel lemon. Now, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it was great. I was worried that you were going to have to f- flip your NFT on the website every time you wanted to change every it time. over. Now, what's interesting is that Scenarius had the option to make it a permanent switch. In other words, if you wanted to switch it over, it would just stay that way. Now, now you'll notice if you try to switch it over and then you go away and come back, it goes back to your PFP level. That's because Scenarius thought it would be confusing on the Little Lemons page if a lot of the lemons were flipped to pixels and some were flipped to the PFP, it would make for a weird shopping experience. And I actually very much agree. So because of that, the Twitter verification feature does not work on pixel lemons yet. Um, but I assume they're going to be getting on that soon because I need a hexagon pixel. I also am dying for JIP PFPs. As you know, or may not know, Twitter used to have the option to have GIFs as your PFPs. And when they removed it, they grandfathered in about six accounts, one of which is Nyancat. If you guys know what Nyancat is, it's an NFT. No, it's way older than an NFT. No, well, it's old. It was sold as an NFT, though. And that's the thing. It was sold as an NFT for, I think, a million bucks and made news before nfts were a thing like this was in between crypto kitties and like top shot right because you would say late 2019 early 2020 top shot people is when nfts penetrated uh, mainstream mindshare well this was before that this nyan cat sale um and yeah it it is one of the only Twitter accounts left that is allowed to have a GIF. So if you go check out that Twitter account, it's still GIFs, but uh, no one there else grandfathered it. GM to all you beautiful DGens. Matt, Misled Society, Sandman, NF Salami, Cutter, Brandon Rob, Dugan, Chipper, 
David Howe, what's going on? JCV, Decoy, Speedy, Cambo. Cambo, welcome to the Moon Lounge, dude. You finally made it. Now, now you can why? talk shit to FMC anytime you want. Moon Lounge. I like your uh, your Discord PFP. Can you change your big C on YouTube to that Discord PFP you have also? Big C. Yeah, Cambo, the big C. But welcome. We're, we're very happy to have you in the Moon Lounge. Your discourse has always been intelligent and open-minded, and that's exactly what we look for up there. So we're very happy to have you. Yeah, I got to agree. Uh, and this this applies to, to anyone and everyone, but uh, Cambo came in <laughs> into the show chat guns ablaze and sometimes at first, and I was just like, oh man, this guy is just uh, stirring up some, some shit. But no, it was just having fun. And uh, and you know met any kind of disagreement with uh, with as FMC said open mindedness and that's what it's all about right and uh, I think that's important for for anyone tuning into the show to realize that you know this this show is about our opinions and. Uh, and, and how we feel and how we view the NFT space, but that shouldn't preclude you from your own opportunities or uh, or feelings, right? So you know we're just here to to <clears throat> express what we feel, right? And um, and if you agree with that, that's great. And you, if you disagree with that, we are always open to disagreement as well, unless it's about hate beast. Fuck them. It's less important to be right about individual subjects than it is to create a framework for how to look at the market. So it's not about the independent calls or the independent projects. It's about getting into the mind of high level thinking when it comes to the NFT market. Mm -hmm. And we say it all the time. We don't get every prediction right. uh, Stuff goes wrong. We make mistakes, all that good stuff. But I think that the framework we have gives you the best chance uh, in this market. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things in general, but also doing um, this show with you and being an alpha man is when people, you know, challenge your frame of mind, your thinking in a in a constructive and productive kind of way. I love when somebody can uh, can speak their mind about something and, um, you know, is thoughtful enough in their discussion that they could actually change my mind. I think that's very, very important. Right. Um, and you know, that's something that you do a lot with me is, you know, I'll have an opinion, I'll say it, you'll take a completely counterpoint and it's not to just be the devil's advocate, but you'll say it in a way that makes me go, Oh, yo, damn, that's a great point. You know? And, and I think that that's, uh, I think that's incredibly valuable. And boy, I can't even believe Hape is still selling at three there. Decoy. Who would pay three ETH for that? And I well, mean, they just just got a Coinbase partnership, so there you I go. know Coinbase really with the the one two punch yesterday of pudgy penguins and hate beasts. Oh, I what, didn't even see pudgy what penguins. in the sweet Jesus alive is going? What eight 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 hate beasts and pudgy penguin does? Yeah. Not only that, they tagged an alien friend post yesterday. With not WGMI, my friend, but wag me with an A. I am pretty sure that Coinbase has no fucking clue what's going. I mean, these guys are Bitcoin. Let's be honest. When I log on to this fucking app, all they're ever trying to push me is Bitcoin. The first thing that comes up when I hit either trade or sell or blah, 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 blah is Bitcoin. All of their giveaways are based in Bitcoin. These guys are fucking Bitcoin maxis. They don't know shit all about Ethereum or NFTs. This is fucking hello, fellow kids, but it's Jack. I mean, Coinbase is just, uh, it, it's sad. It, they don't understand NFTs. Um, 
but we welcome them. We welcome Coinbase, and we also very eagerly await both Little Lemon Friends and Star Wolves debut on there. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Decoy is asking, what did Hape do? You're out of the loop. I mean, nothing. Just create uh, an anon- uh, uh, enormous, monstrous hype cycle in which people were willing to buy these for twenty thousand dollars pre-reveal, um, and then you know they're. Their 3D images were flipping through their part. other traits, and um, you know. Also, let's not forget, took two and a half weeks to reveal to let this, them trade at that volume and at that height. This art was so bad, you would have thought that it was a meme. Like, like you when you saw this shit, you would have thought it was somebody putting something together to make fun of hate beast. But no, lo and behold, these were the actual JPEGs they sold to people. Uh, for an insane amount of what did they? What was the mint point two or something? They charged point two, which uh, you, you know now <laughs> to <laughs> charge point two for something like that. I would have rather bought a Squiggles at one e. Wow, I mean those things are fucking junk. They're absolute absolute junk, and I don't know. You know, I don't. <laughs> Guys, we've got a great show for you. We're about to get it uh, kicked off. Um, Definitely going to be talking about Cool Man's really great run. There's a lot of really good news surrounding metaverse type stuff that we're going to get into um, as well. Uh, Eden Horde minted out today, which is looking like it's a great project. Um, Little Lemon Friends Pixels, for those of you who are tired of the lemon discussion, um, well, Pixel Lemons dropped yesterday. So you're going to be shit out of luck today. Figured out. In our team meeting, we actually figured out which Moon Lounge member made the fake account to go into the and say, why are you guys fucking talking about lemons all day on, uh, on the show? It was so easy. You got to understand. Everything's am- whatever. Why even tell them? But good job there, Moon Lounge member. Act. Do the drum roll. GM DJs and welcome to the Wednesday, February 16th edition of the AM show, episode number 73, posted live on YouTube and Twitch, and of course, recorded for your listening pleasure on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Uh, very exciting show for you today. It's going to be a little bit more of a news-oriented day as we had some pretty uh, bullish signs coming out from the real world. I also just want to apologize. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it. Uh, we have like a massive windstorm going on outside and uh, I really have no way to block the noise. So hopefully it's not picking up, but if it is, I apologize in advance. Uh, Tuesday, Kind of low key. I don't know. Some stuff happened. Serial Club went down. Uh, a lot of uh, what we expected to happen happened. And uh, we're going to break that down in a little bit for you. But uh, free market, what's going on? How was your Tuesday? Hey, now. Doing well. Lovely. I am. I'm very excited about NFTs and the images that they link to them. As we know, these aren't images. They're locations that you could link anything to. I said on Super Bowl Sunday evening, I tweeted out, hello, new people (laughs) who are getting into blockchain because of TV commercials. Ether is the one that you want to buy to purchase things on the Ethereum blockchain, such as pictures. And somebody responded to me, are you sure you're not one of these new people? And (laughs) And I said, yes. And he said, 
Well, I only say that because, you know, NFTs aren't images. They're locations on the blockchain you could link anything to. Mm, is that right. so? Having learned that new fact, I just thought I would bring it to you guys on the show. I found it interesting. It's changed my perspective. I understand these aren't more than pictures now. And now that we know that, we are transitioning into a full-blown Bitcoin maxi show. Uh, uh, so, free market, how about that BTC? Oh, it's up. Prices I, are I up. About it, All right, guys, that's talk? good. Good what talk. What do they talk about on a Bitcoin show? Like, we've already admitted it doesn't do anything except be a store of it. So it's like you come in, it's like, check. Yep, still 21 million there. That's good. <laughs> that exchange, we'd, we'd be having an interesting show today. Then it's like, all right, is it up or is it down? We got it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of um, uh, Bitcoin fixes this talk. And I, I'm actually I, I know that your feelings are much, much stronger on it than mine. Um, I still I still like uh, Papa Bitcoin, but um, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I went through um, a phase of listening to a lot of it. And then I, I started to realize that there was, again, other stuff out there to uh, to, to learn. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the thing, and, and you know what, just going back to our, our pre-show discussion about keeping an open mind and having good discussion and discourse is if you put yourself in an echo chamber, you actually oftentimes miss a lot of opportunities. It's probably one of the reasons why I did not partake in NFTs um, earlier as I could have, because I already owned the crypto. I, it was right there for me. I was aware of them. I knew they existed, but I had put myself in this framework that, you know, Bitcoin was the one true ruler of them all. Um, and it wasn't until, thankfully, I joined BitClout and uh, started networking with some other people and, and started opening my mind up a little bit to other things. Um, and here we are. And, you know, better late than never. But uh, it just kind of goes back to, you know, if you only absorb one source of information and it's only that stuff that you want to agree with, oftentimes you're, you're kind of just jading yourself, really. <laughs> I saw some tweet that triggered half of crypto Twitter. I don't know, some professor or I don't even know what he does. There's always like some smart guy with a bunch of followers who has nothing to do with crypto who makes some like wry statement. This guy said 10% or 90% of all Bitcoin is held by 10% of holders. Therefore, every Bitcoin commercial you see is really just them trying to sell you the pot, you know, dump their bags on you until this Ponzi ends or, or something like that. And it really triggered uh, the Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. People. That it, would. Uh, it would. That, <laughs> that argument gets under their skin, I think, because I guess. Well, not to. Not yeah. to get too sidetracked here, there's two camps of Bitcoin maxis now. There's the original Bitcoin maxis who aren't afraid of the fact that other things exist. And then there's the new wave of Bitcoin maxis who are terrified that everything exists. And they'll frame it as, you know, oh, the noise is um, distracting from the real truth that it all leads. We, we're trying to save people from, from, you know, getting scammed or getting the shirts pulled off their back and all of that stuff. And it's really like, the original group of Bitcoin maxis will say like, well, hold up, like you're being just as bad as those scammers that you think they are, because it's not the only thing that'll exist. And you're actually preventing people from other opportunities as well, because what if Bitcoin isn't the one that you've lied to them just as much as everyone else? Now, it's a very black and white way of looking at it, because there is definitely more room for more um, one different type of infrastructure 
cryptocurrency and, and the way that they behave, right? So, um, but it is interesting that like the the new wave Bitcoin maxis are actually really quite toxic. Yes. So, um, Triple O is saying, yeah, he's right. NFTs are just hyperlinks to the image on the IPFS or server. Yeah, I mean, we know that it was we were being sarcastic. <laughs> it's it. it it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about uh, cryptocurrencies now while we're on the subject. Where is my browser? Two screens. You think it wouldn't be that hard to lose something or that easy? Um, yeah, yesterday to today, things are pretty much trading sideways. ETH was probably just over 3,100 when we were talking about it yesterday. It's dipped below there. Um, I mean, nothing nothing really to report back so on. In regards listening, to- it's listening to old Uncle Free. I, I hope it keeps doing that. It, it got it got right back up to close to thirty two hundred. They smacked it back down. This is exactly what you want. It's literally printing a flag right now. Just keep just keep doing what you're doing, BB. Okay, we love you, ETH. Sideways, sideways to Valhalla. Right here, yeah, yeah. It looks like there's, yeah. I see it. I see it. I see the triangles. Now that I've been talking to you on a day to day basis, my just life is in triangles. Out. You know what would even be better after we after we flag out for a few weeks? A false breakdown. You know, I'll tell you, there would be nothing more bullish than to flag out between 32.28 for four weeks, crash down to 26, trick a bunch of people, and then rip above 32. We'd, we'd be at new all-time highs in a, in a flash. You'd blink. We'd be at new all-time. Now, I think we would be capped there, but... Uh, that could be, you know, if you if you line that up with seasonality, it could be a perfect play this year. If like if we could dump a bunch of NFTs into the end of next week and then ETH rallies hard, goes to all time highs, we leg into NFTs while ETH is at an all time high and then ETH crashes. Ooh, baby. There it is. There it is. There's your uh, there's your happy times. So let's see. We don't know, but that's the scenario I'm working with for now because it's lining up that way. Being asked, do we buy ETH now or wait? Um, my gut is telling me that if you have to ask this question and it's not an insult, I would just start dollar cost averaging. But that's my that's my play. I'm not uh, I'm not actively trading charts, so that's not a that's not <laughs> and we're exactly- an statement. We're exactly at the middle of that range that I just said, 2832. So if you were going to buy, you'd probably wait till it's closer to 28, um, not while it's closer to 32. So I I think it will dip under 3000. I think we're going to continue to consolidate in this $400 range. So just watch the resistance and support levels. If we break out, we'll reassess. But um, yeah. Buy at the low. If we think this is a bull flag and it's flagging out, buy at the lower end of that range and then be patient and wait for it to break up, uh, break out of that that range. Oh, show. All right. Let's get into some news. First news article. Really bullish. New York Stock Exchange hints at launch of NFT market with latest patent filing. A recent patent filing from the New York Stock Exchange suggests 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 that the world's largest exchange has more plans for nfts highlighted a little blurb here on february 10th the stock exchange filed a trademark to register nyse for goods and services surrounding metaverse related technologies like augmented reality and mixed reality software alongside various iterations of cryptocurrencies tokens digital assets and nfts now 
a lot of times when companies, um, you know, big companies like to get ahead of the curve and just start filing these trademarks and patents and, and whatnot so that uh, they don't have to fight with it and deal with it later. But it is a huge acknowledgement, especially from someone like the, the New York Stock Exchange, um, as to where this could go. Uh, I don't expect to see anything coming out of this in this year or maybe even next year. A lot of times they just sit on it for a while and develop and and see where the market goes and see if it's uh, you know going to be the real deal. But that opens up a huge, huge, huge opportunity for people in traditional markets to be able to have direct exposure to things like NFTs in their traditional portfolio. What do you think of this? <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's it is the hottest keyword on Wall Street right now, and we go through some of them <clears throat> before it was SPACs and electric vehicles and lithium. That tended to be the keyword that got you moving. Uh, then it was meme stocks. It was companies with terrible balance sheets, but the ability to be memeable on Wall Street bets. And recently, over the last year, it's been NFTs. Any company that says they're getting into NFTs, any company that debuts saying they're focused on NFTs tends to be received very favorably by the markets. So I am not surprised in the least this is happening. I guess the one implication that would worry me is the New York Stock Exchange deals in securities. We don't want these to be classified as securities. That brings in a whole set of regulations we do not want. It may be inevitable. Are they obligated to only deal in securities, though? Just curious. No, 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 no. They are not. But, you know, it's like uh, if if if. it, it's what they do. So, I, you know, I could easily see, even if they took it up and didn't say it was a security, the government now pointing to it as evidence that it's a security. Guilty by association, basically. basically right. Like, look, yeah. look at everything this NFT is doing on the New York Stock Exchange. It's exactly like all these stocks and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, and look, you know, we'll have our lobbying side that's going to sit there and point out all the reasons it's not. But I guess that would be the one thing that was brought to mind with this article, besides the general overall bullishness of the hundreds of billions of dollars that flow through the New York Stock Exchange. We would now have direct access via, you know, and what NF- daily, right? Yeah. yeah. Hourly. Yeah. I mean, the volume is insane and with the stuff. But yeah, I mean, could you imagine like a, a, a stockbroker or someone being able to just buy a board ape as part of your for- portfolio? Incredible. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, next on the docket, another big company, MasterCard, to offer crypto and NFT consulting services may help develop CBDCs. The financial services giant previously developed cryptocurrency cards with WireX and BitPay. Uh, I actually have no idea what the fuck a CBDC is. I just liked the uh, the headline and the implications here. Um, I, this would imply that MasterCard has a fully built out NFT team waiting to offer these consulting services, as well as as the um, news that we already know about that on the Coinbase NFT marketplace, you're going to be able to buy NFTs with credit cards, including MasterCard. Um, but, you know, I, I think anytime a company like this with has their, their, their finger on the trigger is a really good sign. Um, free market will often say that uh, 
Visa buying the CryptoPunk is probably one of the most seminal moments in NFT history in the last year and the importance of that. So, um, you know, watch for maybe MasterCard as they continue this adoption to make a big move like that. The other thing I would say is uh, it's great. Well, with great potential to to onboard normies into the space, Mastercard and Visa are obviously very important entities in you know credit lending spaces and, and all of that stuff. They you know work with all of these banks and traditional finance, and you know if they start adopting it and and their consumers start to understand that they're adopting it, there's a lot of pressure on traditional banks who are previously crypto adverse, and I can only imagine by extension NFT adverse. Uh, to to you know start getting them across that finish line. So I, I I like seeing these kind of developments as well as a big bull signal uh, towards where this industry is going. I am extremely supportive of unsophisticated, naive individuals taking something that feels like fake money in ETH and multiplying that feeling by using credit cards, which also feel like fake money, <laughs> to come in and buy these assets you and I have been hoarding for months at extremely marked up prices. This news is very good, very bullish. And I, I think all NFT sites should allow credit card purchases uh, immediately. For Without sure. any limits or... or, or I, can't, I, I can't see how that would ever end poorly. It's not about how it ends, my friend. It's how it begins? No, it's how it is right before it ends. <laughs> I'm just tongue-in-cheek. I, I, now you know. Uh, Decoy is saying, I don't want more normies joining, please. Getting whitelists are already so hard. When more people come in, it's going to get worse. Yeah, I mean... probably join the Alpha Mint Moon Lounge if you're, if you're short on whitelists, unless you're already a member, in which case, don't worry. Yeah, we got you. Um, No, honestly, you're going to see different mechanics and um, onboarding tools into these projects kind of grow and develop. It might continue to be more difficult as you fight with more people. But, you know, one of the things we often talk about on this show is that a 10K PFP profile picture will actually be considered a low supply in the future. Um, You know, we're we're talking uh, an industry and a community in the hundreds of thousands right now. When you start to talk about the tens of millions or hundreds of millions of participants, um, 10K will be very, very scarce. And, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to see different opportunities arise. It's going to be a completely different market once the what we consider to be normies are here. Once we can actually say normies have arrived, uh, it's going to look a lot different. There and I don't think that that's for the worse. It's just going to look different. There are literally only 10,000 lemons. Yeah. 10,000. I mean, there's more, there are more people than that that ride the six train before 5 a.m. This is, this I don't know what the six train is, but that sounds great. It, it, yeah. Yeah. This, this is, my God, we are on the precipice of something very, very uh, large. Well, I mean, it would be like if you compare it to like the crowd at the Super Bowl. I don't know. What was that? 50,000 people just right there enjoying a football game. Like only one in one in five of those people could own a collection. Like it it really it, it seems like such a large number to us, but it's so small. It's so small, you know? Yeah, we're talking talking sneaker drops where they're releasing like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of uh, a limited edition shoe. 
there are very few collections that had a moment in 2021 that are going to be under 10 ETH. Everything from 2021 this year where you felt new and like there were a bunch of OGs that knew more than you. That's the most historic year in our industry's history. Yeah. And, and then Decoy is following it up with uh, floors start getting lower then. No. Will it be harder to make money then? Um, probably. I mean, op- with, with friction becomes opportunity. You're making money now because you are early. You're in this real speculative asset. I almost said bubble. I don't think it's a bubble right now. Um, you're, you know, you are able to make a lot of upside on your investments because there is an extreme downside component to it. Um, once we start kind of going along that bell curve, uh, things get a little bit fatter. It's not to say that you can't make money, you won't be able to make great money. And I still think that opportunity is going to exist for a long time, especially because markets in their infancy are very unintelligent and they will continue to be unintelligent and irrational. But people make great money on the stock market and there's millions and millions and millions and millions of participants in there as well. And there's still tons of opportunity. So is it will it be as easy? Probably, probably not. But will it be will it exist? Absolutely, for sure. <clears throat> yes. It, what you know is the NFT market, you are not even going to recognize it in two years. You won't even... It, the, the, the person who survives in the NFT market two years from now will be the one who could change and adapt to whatever it is very quickly. Because the way we made money last summer is not how we're going to make money this summer. And two years from now, it's not going to look remotely like anything that you're seeing. Get it while it's hot. Position yourself. And look at where the trends are going. There is actually a lot more money to be made from the mainstream, even when percentage yields drop dramatically, right? Everyone wants 10x, 100x, 1000x, blah, blah, blah. But you're, you want those on you know, $200, on $300, you make a lot of money. Once you become an efficient, large global market, it's the opposite. You're, you're looking for 10%, but you're doing it on trillions. Right. This is this is it. So it flips the other way. As long as you're cognizant of that and position yourself to flip with it, you'll be fine. And what I'm saying is look to get more towards the creator side and less away from the degen trading side as the market matures. And no one's in a better position. You're learning the ins and outs of something that very few people have proficiency. You, you'd probably be surprised at the level of jobs you could get with your NFT knowledge just because you've been in here in the trenches learning what's I'm not I'm not going to be able to find it. But there was actually a great Twitter thread about that. Did you see that? No, I mean, I it was, I, do you know, oh, God, it was someone relatively prominent. Um, maybe Bender. I don't know. Um, it was basically talking about how we need to get comfortable with the fact that um, everybody is feeling imposter syndrome in this market because it is so new and you would be amazed at how proficient, like you just said, um, your your knowledge base is because the wide swaths of people have... Most people don't even know what an NFT stands for, right? Um if you know what NFT stands for, you are probably already ahead of 50% of people. We always feel like, you know, we're not you and I or anybody, just the, the royal we feel like we're talking out of our ass because everyone's trying to figure it out. But the space is no, so new. Um, everybody is trying to figure it out. We are all going through uncharted territory right now. 
it is what it is. You know, there are some people who are going to be a lot more technically proficient. There are going to be some people who are more artistically proficient. There are going to be great traders and stuff like that. You just got to find your kind of your niche and where you are. Um, and believe me, even if you're not looking to trade forever or you're not artistic and can't be on the creative side of it, if you continue to learn and grow and adapt and even build a brand in this space, do you know how many companies if NFTs continue to be adopted the way they are, are going to be looking to onboard people, um, you know, even probably to work from home to help them with their NFT ventures or help them in the Web3 space or the metaverse space, right? We're seeing it. This is a great segue into uh, another com uh, conversation we're going to have. But um, these companies are already hiring them. Now, they're probably small initial teams to start developing the ideas and the core competencies and, and start building out teams and stuff like that. Um, but those teams are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. We see it all the time. You think MasterCard's not going to be hiring more people? For sure they are. Visa, for sure. Disney, which we're going to talk about? Absolutely, 100%. Nike just bought Artifact. You think they're not going to hire more Metaverse and Web3 people? Right now, there's, what, 250,000 people in this ecosystem. Fuck, man. Like More people work at that in, like, what, Walmart? I don't know, whatever, but you, you can get there by choosing it. And sure, the market in two years might look different, but I would say, you know, there's probably going to be even more opportunity as well. It might just not be what you think it is. Right. More opportunity, just different. So just adapt. That's the, that's the goal. 100%. Um, OpenSea taps... Oh, I closed the browser. OpenSea taps MetaLink to improve customer service after roller coaster month. The move comes after the platform ended up paying $1.8 million to collectors who had NFTs sold at old prices, as well as other communication missteps. Um, this is a great move for OpenSea. MetaLink is a company... Um, who I know Free Market has some pretty close ties to, but we love. Uh, they are very bright. They are doing big things in the NFT space. And uh, I think that this is going to be a great move for OpenSea to kind of get their get themselves back on track because communication has been one of their giant um, lacking, uh, <laughs> giant shortcomings, I guess I should say, in uh, in terms of how they've operated. So yeah, I mean, do you want to ta talk about this a little bit more? What's going to be going on? And you know, what you think this means for OpenSea and MetaLink? Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the big use, well, I, I guess one of the big killer interrupters that we've talked about, at least for the last year in my circles, is the idea that social and the marketplace with NFTs being separate has been a big hindrance, right? That you have to, you go to OpenSea to buy, but then you have to go back to Twitter to have discourse about it. So, We've all been thinking about like how best to combine social with NFTs. But something else has presented over the last year, which is almost more important. Most of the security issues with NFTs come down to social engineering. Okay, so we talk about the social aspect, but it's actually now that social aspect that's being developed that has caused the greatest security holes in this industry because it is, it is normally through either a DM, an NFT swap link, a MetaMask support issue, somebody impersonates someone that you would normally trust, whether it be a, a customer service person or somebody that you talk to in a Discord that they are imitating. 
sliding into your DMs and trying to convince you to give away your crypto, right? This is something that MetaLink, by its nature, prevents. It's a Web3 native social app where you are you are able to do things within there. As an example, you will be able to trade NFTs within the DM completely securely. There will be a third-party escrow. Your wallet will be linked. It will be one, no one will have the ability to scam you. In the way now, you know, scammers, they they adapt too. So always remember that. I'm not saying scams will go away, but the ones that are prevalent right now can be prevented by while it's not simple, the solution is obvious. Now, this is why it's so important for somebody like OpenSea who has been mired with issues, whether it's these social engineering tax attacks causing hacks where they're freezing the NFTs or putting a notice on them, and then two people are screwed, right? Because it's not just the person who was stolen from, it's the person who paid a crazy amount of ETH for this thing and now can't trade it on OpenSea. Um, this, and, and then, of course, the other issues with OpenSea, like the trading, uh, excuse me, the active listings bug, which had been plaguing a lot of people. All of this PR had has told OpenSea it needs to do something. It needed to make a move into social. And I don't think they could have made a smarter move than this, as this is Web3 native Discord, essentially. So huge congratulations to OpenSea. Uh, MetaLink is it. Congratulations, Jake Udell. This is really amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this partnership starts to bear out. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who haven't experienced MetaLink, there's a handful of collections that will get you onto the platform, and it's constantly growing. Um, Bored Apes, Mutant Apes, uh, Cool Cats, CryptoPunks is what originally started it off at, um, with. Uh, cool Man's Universe is on there. Uh, I think there's like 12 collections that you can look into and whatnot. Um, it has some really, really great uh, uh, wallet apps and stuff to trackers. They're building out some tools in there. Um, but it also is basically just a, uh, crypto native or sorry, NFT native discord, you know, as, as free market was talking about, um, that, you know, verifies on chain, whether or not you should be a part of that community based on your holdings. And I think, you know, when you're talking about the social engineering part of it, that verification just adds an extra layer. Now, as you know, free market said scammers find a way for sure. Whatever there is a large amounts of money or, or valuable assets moving around, people are always looking to take the easy way on it and uh, try and get your, your crypto or your NFTs. But um, this is a, a great step and it's actually refreshing to see OpenSea doing something about the, you know, some of the complaints that we as NFT participants have on a, on a, you know, day to day basis about their platforms. I think they're definitely seeing the heat from a, pro a platform like looks rare. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. X, Y, X, two, Y, two, which just hit the scene yesterday. But uh, I just want to read this little blurb that MetaLink shared from the OpenSea head of community, Steve Trom. OpenSea will be partnering with MetaLink as we seek to engage more deeply with the NFT ecosystem. Starting today, there will be a dedicated OpenSea server toward the bottom of the collection menu on MetaLink. Our goal is to create a direct channel for you to interact with OpenSea to get support 
offer feedback, receive updates, and to share any other information that will help us better serve you. We will have a dedicated community support staff from OpenSea spending a few hours a day in Metalink, all of whom will be marked as verified OpenSea staff. This is a great first step. And, uh, you know, kudos to, uh, to, to both parties. Um, I think in terms of an exposure mechanism, this is amazing for Metalink. But really, I think the big winner is um, OpenSea being able to bring MetaLink on because they are very talented at what they do. And I promise you, this is not a paid advertisement or anything like that. No, um, look. We just, we know them. Um, you know, Jake Udell is, um, you know, a, a, a friend to you, I suppose you could say that. Like, you guys talk actively and, uh, you know, just typically believe in the stuff he does. What I'm trying to say here is that MetaLink doesn't necessarily need OpenSea, but OpenSea really needs MetaLink. I mean, 100%. it's like it, like there's so many options there. For, and look, I don't think MetaLink would have wanted to work with anybody else. I just think that when you look at why I'm making such a passionate case here, it's because most of the problems that have plagued OpenSea can be fixed. By MetaLink, so I'm not I'm not insulting open. I'm I'm just saying that I think this is a beautiful partnership and marriage, and that's why I'm being passionate about it. So, looking forward to seeing what comes out of this relationship. Yeah, yeah. We often talk about what OpenSea can do in the um, in the wake of these other companies, particularly Coinbase NFT coming online. Customer service is going to be probably. Um, if not number one, uh, top three, but uh, I would say probably number one. It all comes down to uh, customer service and customer satisfaction. Um, let's move on a little bit. This is just a quick headline. Uh, JP Morgan calls the metaverse niche a $1 trillion opportunity. J- JP Morgan has launched a virtual lounge in Decentraland while calling the metaverse a $1 trillion market opportunity. Um I don't have a ton of color on this. JP Morgan often takes positions and then goes out there and says something is a great opportunity. And then they see their investment go up by 25% because they said some words. But uh, I actually just liked the fact that they opened up an office in Decentraland. One of the big things that I think will be a great use case in um, in the metaverse will be um, that combination of... Um, reality and and metaverse you know free market often talks about that's going to be the biggest use case for it but imagine you know taking amazon to another level where you know you you look on amazon you're finding all of these products and whatnot and you have a pretty good idea of probably what they do but you can't like physically see it or anything like that you're kind of just waiting for it to show up on your door Fast forward a couple of years, metaverse is thriving, blah, 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 blah. You throw on your VR headset and you start walking through the stores or you have an appointment with your bank. I am somebody who hates chatting through email. At the very least, I need somebody on the other end of the phone. But I do actually, when it comes to things like my accounting or my banking and stuff, I do actually like going in there and being physically present. Um, There's like a feeling of comfort and trust when you're operating with somebody on the other end. Um, Maybe this is a great intermediate step where you could actually go into the JP Morgan office or whatever bank you have in in a metaverse setting and actually sit down with somebody that you know is is real on the other side of it, right? Maybe you lose that physical component a little bit, but maybe there is this this like cool feeling of actually being present and engaging. And you know, maybe they have some NFTs that are verified hanging up on the wall, and you think that's pretty cool. That's a crypto punk there. They have a Fidenza on the wall. This bank knows their shit. I don't know. 
that's just my my long term thinking of what stuff like this means. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about the metaverse like it's some far out concept that we're still building, but we exist in the metaverse every day. It is just disjoint. It's like the internet before the iPhone, right? iPhone brought the internet together and actually made it make sense because we were able to take the internet outside before we were stuck in our houses with the internet, right? iPhone changed that. So the right now, there needs to be some giant, uh, some technology that brings all the metaverse together and makes it make sense, whether that's hardware, whether that is software like DCL or Sandbox, we will see. We are still in the stage of creating the the picks and shovels and raw materials that are going to be used to build whatever that is. And we will see. I, I don't know what exactly it will be. Maybe it's a virtual reality headset. Maybe it's one of these worlds we can navigate. Or maybe it's something none of us are thinking about. But you're in the right place. So, Yeah. Um I, I, I mean, I just like seeing things like this pop up. Uh, next on the list is the Disney Ready's Metaverse push, as CEO calls it, the next great storytelling frontier. Um, this is a bit of a two-sided story. We talked about it, I think, two weeks ago or maybe even longer. I don't even remember Disney hiring a Metaverse team. Uh, to start building out their uh, their concepts within it. Now, we don't know if they're going to be making their own. That seems likely. Or if they're going to be partnering with like a Sandbox or a Decentraland. But Disney is one of those brands that has an incredible opportunity to make engaging, interactive content in a metaverse kind of setting, right? Um, their IPs are so big and so bold and so epic in scope that you could be talking about, you know, not only the traditional Disney movies and being able to interact within those, but you talk about Marvel. Like, I mean, imagine having your own character and being able to participate in like that Infinity War battle against Thanos or whatever, or, you know, hop into a, a spaceship and fly around the Star Wars universe and all of that stuff. These are things that I can guarantee you they're talking about how to make a reality and and much, much more. Um, they already do that in a physical space in, um, you know, in their Disneyland, Disney World. They have these um, entire acres and acres and acres just dedicated to one specific part of their IP where you go in there and you just feel like you're part of that world that's coming to metaverse um, whether or not traditional metaverse makes it or web three makes it Disney is going to build this stuff out um, and it's only going to further the cause. Yes. The, the when, if I were sandbox or DCL, I'd be shaking in my boots at the prospect of Disney coming over. It's the best IP. They have incredible talent, obviously. They literally have a position there called Imagineers. I wouldn't want to go up against the fucking Imagineers. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, these guys, uh, these guys are whimsical. These guys dream up the, the fantasies we all want to live in. I, I'm looking forward to it as I am not the owner of Sandbox or DCL. Yeah, maybe Disney stock's a good buy still. I don't know. Oh, yeah, always. It always is. Yeah, that just is. No, no, no. This is one of those few. It's, it's, it, there are a few stocks that I would say you can just buy and hold for 10 years. Very few. Yeah. Uh, Disney is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just had the success of Disney Plus, uh, ES. 
ESPN being in there with a yeah, huge yeah. juggernaut. There's a good, another great example, ESPN. I didn't even like think about that, but you know, going to games, sitting in games live in, the, in a stadium, a metaverse stadium, and watching you know um, a basketball game or something like that. That's all going to exist too. Yep. So, fuck. Now I'm going to go sell everything to buy Disney stock. Not NFA. Just kidding. Um. Segway into Cool Man's universe here. Congratulations to Cool Man's universe for finally, finally, finally breaking that two ETH floor. It has taken multiple runs at that and just been swatted down time and time again. Um, but it finally broke that yesterday. It had been building up towards it for a couple of days now. We saw it hit 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, kind of cool off in that range. Uh, you know, fast forward to yesterday. Cool man, coffee Dan makes a post. I actually think this was in the Meta Meta Link app, wasn't it? Um, yep. That he he wrote that. Yeah, um, <laughs> he wrote at three fifty four p.m. I'm about to step into a meeting with Disney, so I'll be back in thirty to forty five minutes. Hope I don't miss too much. Well, in that thirty forty five minutes, uh, it did break that two ETH floor. It got as high as two point five. It has I'm going to air quote cooled down to two point three. But um, it has uh, the volume on it has been incredible. They've been very active on Twitter the last few days, as they always have been. But even more so, uh, Cool Man Coffee Dan also posted um, some some uh, videos, and other people have been sharing them as well of like this interactive kind of installment they have. I'm presuming this is in uh, California. Uh, cool man coffee didn't look like he was at some Super Bowl parties and stuff like that. And if he's meeting with Disney and actually being there in a physical sense, it seems likely that that's where he is. But this shit is so cool. This is a real artist doing real art things. I know that sounds super corny as it was coming out of my mouth. Um, but I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you're going to look towards for a project to just continue to stay relevant, continue to grow. I'm starting to see the Discord stickers everywhere, people using them as their profile picture, people talking about them on Twitter. Um, and he also uh, tweeted out this, which was pretty interesting. Now, there's some speculation around it and whether or not there's actually some smoke here or if this was just kind of an artistic throwback to the 90s, but a Nintendo hooked up to a TV with a Speci jumping up and uh, collecting some coins there. Again, this is all speculation, but you got to think that maybe they've been deliberate enough to uh, to tweet this out for a reason and what that is. I don't know. Any ideas? Well, that seems like a pretty obvious message to me. If we look down there at the screen, there is a speci jumping into the air and collecting tokens. So I, I, that, that seems like a pretty clear message to old Uncle Free here. It sounds like species will be collecting tokens soon. For what? I don't know. Maybe for a game, maybe maybe for staking, maybe to, now this this cool man's universe is more than it seems. These worlds, the lore, there's a lot going on here that has not even been mentioned. This isn't a normal NFT project or a or a normal creator in the sense that he could be the most mainstream artist to do a 10,000 PFP collection in this in this more traditional manner that we know of it's very interesting we will see i i don't know why cool man's universe would need a token that's why i'm not sure what the message is because usually you need a token cuz you have a game 
Otherwise, what's the point? It's just infinite supply for no reason, right? So we will see. I'm curious to see what this is. Yeah, I mean, with that speculation of like, not only Disney on the table, but Nintendo, like how big is that, right? Do you put that up against Nike with Artifact? Bigger, not as relevant. It depends on what the partnership is. Like, you know, what do you, what would, what would your mind be looking for in that? If they came out with a video game with Nintendo or a TV show with Disney, it would be as big. I mean, that, that's, those are the kings of media, the same way Nike and Adidas are the kings of streetwear or sportswear or whatever you want to say. This, it would be, I, I think it would be equally as incredible, right? Fashion is going to be huge in the metaverse. So it makes sense that fashion companies were moving in. Movies, media, video games going to be huge in the metaverse. So it would make sense that those type of companies are moving in. Very excited. I'm curious to see what what comes of this now. May I'm wondering if more announcements are imminent or if now we're going to be hanging on the vine for two weeks. We will see. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been really good at kind of just teasing out information and slowly building out their ecosystem. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited for them to finally cross that two E threshold. Um, I have no uh, I have no like predictions as to what happens from here and how high it can go. Uh, Cool Man's Universe was one of the projects that at the end of 2021 Actually, it was the project that I picked to have a uh, gigantic year. And now, in hindsight, maybe that seems obvious. But you know, in late 2021, it had uh, it was only fresh off the mint, and we didn't quite have the same context that we have now. But it has just done so well. I mean, I threw this little special up here on the morning show just as a little uh, nod to what's going on there. This is my special, and I just I fucking love it. I mean, I you know I don't uh, I don't have any intention of selling this one in particular. We love the specials. I got a Wall Street special. You want to know which specials to go for. You got to go for those Wall Street specials. Yeah, perfect. I um, I actually I don't remember which ones those were. I'll have to look at it after. I'll probably well, recognize there's three, it. There's three worlds. There's Donut World. Oh, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, my there's mistake. Donut World. There's Dinosaur World, and there's Wall Street World. There's about 750 specials in in Wall Street World. Wall Street Wasteland. Yeah. 775. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, These are cool as shit. Love it. Um, All right. Yesterday. And also, I apologize. Someone's saying that is a Discord message from Dan, not MetaLink. My apologies. I uh, don't often have Discord in light mode, so I didn't look like uh, didn't look like Discord to me. But I guess I was wrong about that. I'll live to fight another day. Cool pets. Yesterday, um, the game is live. Milk is live. Uh, We talked about it a little bit before the show. uh, Or sorry, not before the show. On yesterday's show, how they had set up the liquidity pool. It was priced about one cent per milk token. Now it is listed on CoinGecko. Pretty cool. Sitting at about 12 and a half cents. I saw it as high as 16 cents, although I do think it was even briefly higher than that. I don't. Uh, the the beginning of these charts are always kind of fucked up, but um, but yeah, I mean, all signs indicate to this going down pretty smoothly. You were probably following this, or were you in the lemon squeeze when this went down? I was in the lemon squeeze. I didn't see any of the milk action, and because it's on Polygon, I always have a hard time finding the price. I guess it's stable there at what twelve cents right now. Yeah, I, I don't know why I zoomed out to a 14-day chart when it's only been active for less than 24 hours. But yeah, um, 
it had some it had some bouncing uh, bouncing around to be done. Let's look at here. It went live at noon ish yesterday. So I mean, it seems to be pretty steady around that mark. Um, once the game really starts to get rolling and these items need to be used and there's the you know all of that stuff in play, it'll be interesting to see if they've done the tokenomics in such a way that yeah, it is I'm, inflationary and continues to I am add very value to the discouraged. token. I'm very discouraged here. They like they look at what Rad is saying in the side over there. I spent oh my mistake. Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised the token is shitting here. And just yeah. staying low, the game's now down for a couple. I mean, I look, we've made excuses the whole time, and it's just get. I, I'm getting frustrated. There's no, there's no way to mince words here. I, I'm like, this game better be really damn good and compelling to play. Yeah, sorry. My apologies. I uh, I must have missed that piece of uh, info. I was out for mon- much of the day getting uh, some work done on my car. You want to know uh, a game that's working, my friend? Um, let me guess. Rev- rooftop Rampage. Yeah, go check your DMs, baby. Is this Bring a- that up. Bring that up. You'll be able to play it live right here on the show. It's get- you're going to be doing it all day. Because, guys, you've heard of Play to Earn. Well, have you ever heard of Play to Whitelist? This is open to everybody. Okay? This is get in there. The top scores in three days are all going to be whitelisted for mutant kaijus. That's right. Oh, oh my God. Guys, guys, I'm telling you, watch play it. I'll do it. Watch R2 play this game. I've never played this before, by the way. Okay. Did you play the original back in the day rooftop? Yeah, I have actually. You will be be very impressed with, uh, with what's going down here. It okay. is. I'm doing it. Whoa, that's loud. How do I turn that sound down? You guys can't hear that. I no, we can't hear it. That's. I can't hear you though. That's the problem. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh, gotta jump. Press spacebar. I'm not even in it. I'm trying to. Uh, this is a disaster. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. I'll just have to deal with the excessively loud sound. Now try double space bar. Oh, the double jump is in play. Oh, what's this? K to shoot now press fireballs? K. Now press K. Oh, nice. Am I winning? Nice. Am I winning, Dad? <laughs> well, you got to get to the end. But, all right. Bottom line. This, look Look at this game. Look this at sick, this. Actually. This, I, I'm this just going to end the show right now and play. Can you guys tell me how you're not rushing out to buy anything augmented labs is do, do you, like if this doesn't get you have to understand this is the pregame. This is a little thing they threw together to make it fun to whitelist for mutant kaijus. Augmented labs is back there creating a video game of epic proportions, a play to earn game of epic proportions. It's going to change our industry. These guys are not fucking around. And the fact that Kaijus are sitting under 10 ETH right now is a blind spot that is going to be corrected toot sweet. This game is so damn fun. Even if you, this is not just for Kaiju holders. Anybody can go play this game and win mutant whitelist spots. Get out there. This is amazing. I love it. Huge shout out to Dots. We're going to have to have him back on the show extremely soon to talk about this. 
I'm I'm in love. Just, I'm in love. Can yeah, the music is dope too. Jurassic Forest to say, oh, fuck, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing this after. I need some mutant whitelist spots. So what what do you got to do to get in there? You got to get to a certain level. Do you have to be better than X amount of people? I don't know if you said that. The the music was blasting in my ear. Amazing, right? So yeah, can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm just asking. Do you know the mechanism to get on the uh, mutant list to when you're playing this? It's going to be top. It's going to be the top scores at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you were talking about that, like I, I couldn't really hear what you were talking about. So I figured you, out how to turn the music down too late. I just, I wanted people to see that game because, yo, like this is not. I mean, this is really, really high quality. Like the colors, the art, the game. I mean, it was smooth, right? Like this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So pumped. It. This is. It makes. It's like the uh, the Google offline website dinosaur game on steroids and then did a line of coke i don't know (laughs) it's awesome yeah cool check it out a lot of fun so it's the top 100 scores for three days and today is the first day the sorry say that again the winners for the whitelist are going to be the top 100 scores over three days, and we are gotcha. still within the first day, right? I think I like my odds there. I think I could play my way to a top 100 score. Right. What's the link there? Uh, I will pull it up for you guys. Uh, actually, I could probably just paste it right now. It's in the YouTube chat. Yeah, also put the Kaiju uh, the Discord YouTube. link there. Hop in there. Check them out. The general is a lot of fun. You can see all the announcements and Oh boy, can you see the previews of mutant kaijus? It's a mi- I mean, I, I have to say, I think L- L- Pixel Lemons improved upon Lemon. Like it has taken Lemons and the traits he created to a whole new level. I think mutant kaijus are doing that for kaijus. You see these mutant kaijus, it will blow your mind. They are t- so next level. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, if, yeah, shout out Dots, shout out Augmented Labs, Matzo, Tyler, Fong, everybody over there. Love you. Guys. You know what? You know what all else is uh, is great about Kaiju's is they are really good at the tweeters. Like they drop like good links, uh, images, teasers, stuff like that. Like really cool stuff. They also UPod. Okay, under promise, over deliver. This was the most hype project launch ever up until that point it was before mecca right this was the most hype project launch of all time at the time it happened that's why they ran up to a 70th floor within a month of debuting but they didn't come out and start going we have a huge p2e game go we did they let their floor price do what it was going to do naturally the tide went out and by december we were left with the real community we've built on top of it it's insane and rabid now. Kaiju's almost got back to the old highs, pulled back a little bit with the rest of the market. And, you know, R2 picked Cool Man's for his pick of the year, which was such a good pick. That one's heating up. And I picked Kaiju's. We're talking about them back to back. I can't say enough. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this before on the show, but for people who haven't listened and weren't around in the uh, Kaiju's thing too, one of the most incredible things about the Kaiju story was um, that their their launch was not perfect. They fumbled a couple times, but boy, did they recover um, to such success that many people tried to replicate what they did on those recovery kind of plays 
and and implement them into their normal mint and it was an absolute disaster it wasn't about what they actually did it was how good they responded to what was happening uh, how they did everything really really fair how they managed and and shepherded that community through some treacherous water and i mean right off the hop they came out stronger for it um it was one of the most masterful displays of uh i i hate saying the word botched mint but it wasn't great and it was just like an incredible display of uh competency and and if there was any way to turn a disaster into an opportunity they definitely did that too they didn't you know a lot of projects that are hype will tell you oh we didn't expect this much hype and it's like a cheeky kind of marketing mm-hmm. thing. i just really didn't expect the type of hype that they got and it caused whether it was the whitelisting dynamics or the minting or then the contract migration and all the it caused them to to have to adjust on the fly and do a lot of things that made them change course and they made each pirouette flawlessly like mm-hmm. they were able to just they they really it it's what got you bullish is when a team responds like that and we always say betting on teams and betting on people is better than betting on jpegs because the market changes things happen these, this is who you have trusted to bring your collection forward we talk about decentralization a lot in blockchain and crypto and all that stuff NFTs aren't decentralized because all NFTs rely on a centralized creator or company uh, to bring the project forward. Obviously, there are some that are like literally just art and sell as just fine art. But when we're talking about P2E games or PFP projects, the team is a lot more important than that first JPEG they're selling you. So, you know, that that's that is how I view Kaiju Kings. That's how I view Little Lemons. There are quite a few projects that I view that way. And it's because we get to know the teams. That's why I think interviews are valuable. Spaces are valuable. Period. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I'm somebody who spent 20 years in a restaurant, um, you know, learning the ways there and whatnot. And, I, you know, once I became a manager and you start dealing with issues, uh, especially like customer facing issues and stuff like that, you start to really realize that every mistake is an opportunity to build a lifelong customer because it's not about the mistake. It's about how you respond to it. And if you respond to it in a, a, a good, meaningful way, you show real dedication to your, your cause, your product, your brand and whatnot, it shines through. And it really does. There is a, a, a genuine, um, feeling that the customer will get when you correct a mistake. And it's not about like, oh, everything's free. Don't worry about it. It's on us. It's how you actually approach it, right? Um, and it's like, really, you don't want to be making mistakes. You don't want to have that. But if it happens, and it does, because we're all human, things happen. People forget something. People botch something. They missay something. How you respond to that crisis or that mistake will tell you everything you need to know about a team. Um, And despite the fact that I've never owned a Kaiju, I don't, I wasn't able to mint. I haven't bought one on the secondary. I've never had one in my wallet. Um, That team is a prime example of, uh, of, of what I just said. Totally. Totally. Um, all right, we're going to talk about a serial club now. Um, I don't 
need to, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on it, but we talked about the NFT ethics thread that came out yesterday, um, pointing out some stuff. Uh, actually, I think maybe to some people's surprise, our, our stance on the NFT ethics thread wasn't, <laughs> wasn't great either. And that's not because we're a fan of Serial Club. Definitely not. We've pointed out there's some red flags. Um, it, it, it just, there wasn't enough depth to their argument to really imply that that was a solid hit piece. Um, and you, you know, you don't love to see that either. However, their Dutch auction did go live. Uh, it was starting at 0.5 ETH and quickly about 2,500 of them were minted. So, uh, immediately in that first little bit, there was about $4 million in the serial clubs wallet. And then it started to stall. And then the price on the secondary started to fall below the Dutch auction point. Uh, it started to fall fast. Now, a lot of people will say that, and this was happening in Squiggles as well while their Dutch auction was going down. And this is one of the big pitfalls of doing a 10,000 or 7,000 piece collection in the form of a Dutch auction. A lot of people will say, this is other communities fudding us. This is people willing to lose thousands of dollars just so that they can mar our name because NFT ethics made some kind of thread and now they're fudding the shit out of us. The real reason is they onboard through these monstrous hype cycles that suck in a lot of new people looking for the next big thing. There's a lot of, I'm not saying Serial Club promised this, but there's that that hype train that starts going, these are the next blue chip. Some people proclaim them blue chips already. They haven't even revealed or you haven't even minted yet. And people get sucked up in that. And that Dutch auction goes live and all of a sudden there's a bunch of stuff minting. Now, you don't know who's minting that really, right? You don't know if that's the team on alt wallets. You don't know if it's paid influencers to market them. You don't know if it's genuine, just hype starting to get there. But now people smash the mint button because they see a bunch of other people smash the mint button. And maybe some of those people have overextended themselves. Okay. And then they're watching and they start to see that it's failing. They start to see that there's FUD. They start to panic. And then they start to realize if this thing goes low, they're fucked. All right. And now they try and get ahead of it and try and sell it on the market or on the uh, secondary market for a slight loss so that they can just get out of it. Or sometimes even experienced traders do it. They take that shot. They have lots of liquidity. They get in there on the first thing, hoping that it mints out. And if it doesn't, they're quick, emotionless. They act with impunity. Like, uh, I don't know if that's the right word. They act, you know, from a, a completely emotionless standpoint. It's just numbers to them. They're saying, I'm going to take my chance that this mints out and goes crazy. And if it doesn't, I am out. And the second that it does it, they just undercut the floor and say, buy it from me now. I don't care. I'm willing to cut my losses. And maybe if it falls further, they will remint. This was not good because it fell. It continued to fall. The Dutch auction basically stalled out. And then all of a sudden they paused it. They paused it because they said, and I have it up here. Um, we are fixing a site fetch issue. Auction will resume at 6 p.m. Um, Pacific time at 3.35 ETH. Now it stopped at 0.4. So they're saying we're going to open back up at 0.35. Okay. Three hours later, they ended up opening up. This was like in 20 minutes or something. Three hours later, they ended up opening it back up. They restarted it at 0.4 ETH and it went. Now, based on the Ether scan stuff that I saw, um, because this happened overnight while I was sleeping and then I wake up and try and do some research on it and whatnot, it appears that it did actually fall all the way to the 0.1, um, 0.1 spot. But I mean, 
I, I really just want to see us be done with these Dutch auctions. I really want to just see us be done with these like crazy manufactured hype cycles where all of these poor people are getting sucked up into it. And, um, you know, people are getting burned. We're giving these people a lot of money. I mean, this is $5 million that uh, I don't think is ever going to touch the NFT market again. And you want to talk about liquidity sucks. Um, that is more of a liquidity suck than, you know, uh, something pre-reveal trading at uh, a high valuation. Yeah. Hey, market, did oh. you, uh, d- sorry, did you watch any of this go down? Did you, I know you don't really yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. care low, at the end of the day. Uh, low effort cash grab going to zero. I sent you a DM, uh, pull up that link. I, I, I wanted to show the, uh, the AM crowd. Sure. Is it serial club related? Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> you're like, no, we want to tell. Yes, come on, come on. No, I just, I was just asking. All right, so I asked Twitter, <laughs> what is the best cereal so far? Now, if you guys haven't answered or voted, uh, go do it now. Right now, Fruity Pebbles are in the lead with Lucky Charms right behind it. I also threw up Cookie Crisp and Reese's Puff. Now, Reese's Puff was down bad for a while and is making a big comeback here. I don't know if it'll be enough, but yeah, if you, if you like one of those, vote. If you have a different cereal, put it right underneath. I will I will reveal what my favorite is at the end of the poll. It'll be ending tonight. Uh, what is your favorite cereal? And you guys can even tell me in the chat right now if you, you want. You can see who I voted for. Let me see. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so they have that. And you know what's really interesting? So I follow a lot of serial fan accounts on Instagram. And these are people. (laughs) These are like, oh, hologram. Thank you for saying that. I also released a second poll asking, which is your favorite limited edition or holiday cereal? Unfortunately, I dropped the ball on Frankenberry. I said, Booberry, Count Chocula. Uh, Cap'n Crunch's Christmas Crunch or Sugar Toast Crunch by uh, Cinnamon. Now, these fan accounts on Instagram, there are a few based in the U.S., but there's one guy based in Canada. And I always see these cool Canadian. They also not only do you guys have your own cereal, you'll have special boxes and branding versus us down here. In, in it's, the- I actually had to look up what Cookie Crisp was. Oh, you didn't know what Cookie Crisp was? Bro. It's fucking chocolate chip cookies. And I am shocked. You know what it is, though? It's just not that popular. Like, especially when we were younger, they didn't taste great. They're not fabulous now. But you guys want the hack of a lifetime? You want the hack of a lifetime? Do you know what cereals almost better than cereal? Teddy Grahams. Yep. You heard it here. Go out. Buy yourself. Oh, Teddy Grahams are good. Buy yourself a box of Teddy Grahams. Pour it into a bowl. Pour milk on it and tell me your life isn't changed. Get out there and do it right now. I'm going to show you my favorite and I'm going to get called a boomer for this. I've, it was funny. There was, okay, so I'll tell you what the biggest responses were. So far, Captain Crunch and Cinnamon Toast Crunch are very offended they were left out. The other group of people are appalled at the sugary cereals that I listed there and would say things like Raisin Bran or granola or so this is I love this really is digging into the psychology here. So I figured 
with some shit low effort cash grab like Tasty Bo. I mean, uh, Cereal Club launching over the last few days. <laughs> Why not make the conversation about something fun, about something we all love? Um, I love cereal. Cereal is one of my favorite things in the world. So I ask you, what is the best cereal? Go answer those polls. Um, go lemon to. Oh, oh, wait, this is the. I thought it was the morning squeeze for, for a sec. Harvest Crunch is mine. Particularly. Is that a dark, joke or is that? No, it is just so good, man. Dark chocolate, cranberry, and almond. That, and looks, like, that looks like what old people eat to be regular. Um, I mean, it probably helps with that, but this is like a young, youthful take on that. And basically you end up with like a bowl of chocolate milk at the end of it too. <laughs> uh, well, I, will reveal my, I, I will reveal mine tonight when the poll is that maybe we'll talk. No, about. just reveal it now. Don't. All right. It's a little sneaky. It's fruity pebbles with marshmallows. There is that. Na- so like you put your own marshmallows in it. No. So now listen, though, because for years, this was a limited edition box that would only come around either once in a while or I can see how you got in NFTs. Yeah. Or you <laughs> Pacific Northwest, where they seem to always have them regularly stocked in the stores. And I don't know why. Fruity Pebbles with Marshmallows is a revelation amongst cereal. This this is this is why all other cereal has tried. We did it. It's Fruity Pebbles with Marshmallows. And the only reason I didn't put Fruity Pebbles with Marshmallows at the top is because it's a little obscure and hard for people to find. I'm thinking of doing a limited edition cereals question, too, where it just has the the non-holiday hard-to-find ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about, like, Breakfast Club. We had an interview with him and, you Mm -hmm. know, how... um, you know, he built an NFT around that. If only somebody were to build like a serial kind of club with NFTs, I would be pretty cool. It really would. I, well, and you got to understand, I love breakfast. No, just miss or you just ignore. <laughs> I don't know. I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. I was- this is a low effort cash grab that deserves no airtime. I told you guys it was a scam. It's still a scam. Uh, there's nothing to do there. I mean, pe- pe- I we still had people in the DGen dojo buying it at point one because they want it to go up and then sell to somebody who's going to hold it to zero, which is fine, I guess. Now, I don't want to talk about Serial Club anymore or any other Doodles derivatives because they're all pointless. They all are annoying. And I love Serial and I will never associate it with this low effort cash grab again. Uh, by the way, guys, Squiggles is still banned from OpenSea, and we know how much shit and scams happen on OpenSea that they, um, you know, allow to go on there. And it, I think it just should highlight the fact that there was obviously something that tipped their hat in that direction. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's unfortunate people get caught up in the the these these hype cycles where no amount of damning evidence can can do wrong to it and it is what it is but this is the market understanding in real time the last thing i will say about it before we move on was i i actually just was happy that um it 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 seemed to get rejected right there were obviously a bunch of people that handed over their eth but it stalled out i i was watching it going jesus christ this thing is going to mint out at 0.5 and it didn't and then they had to resort to some shitty tactics and not even follow the rules of their own Dutch auction and pause it and try and let that floor recover. It was stupid. So here we are. It's over. It's done with. And, uh, you know, I don't think we need to, unless something totally egregious happens with it, talk about it anymore. 
Um, last, uh, a couple more subjects. You know what? I'm going to just throw the restream link up in the DGen Dojo if anyone wants to join us. Um, we could start doing that. We have Eden Horde kind of pulled up. That just minted this morning. It went really well. Um, God, I can't fucking find anything. These tabs are stressing me out, man. Yeah, I don't get anything oh. that this early in the morning. I disagree with the European teams picking this time. What? What? European teams picking this time? Yeah. Only reason you'd mint at eight. Oh, for minting. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I had two thoughts going on in my head and completely forgot about that. Tell us about the other thought. I was trying to get the restream link up into the AM show chat. I can, I'm a one, one track mind, my dude. Rub your belly and pat your head at the same time. I'm not even going to justify trying that on, on this show. I'll try it after. Probably not though. That's the, uh, the long and the long and short of it. Okay. The restream link is up. If anybody wants to join us for a quick chat, um, Eden Horde minted out this morning. Free market is against 8 a.m. morning uh, mints, but here we are. They did well, and um, I'm going to pull that up on the screen. Bada bing, bada boom. Eden Horde. These look really good. Um, I, you know, they minted out at a point one four five mint price, max mint of two, and they are now sitting at last I checked point six eight. Let's give that the old refresh. Yeah. Oh, the nice 0.666 floor right now. And these are supposed to reveal sometime on the 18th. Uh, I dug a little bit and it looked like they were doing a stealth reveal. They kind of only gave the day. Oh, no, sorry. My apologies. That was another project I was looking at. I don't know when these are going to reveal. That was the other side. Um, But yeah, I don't know. You didn't you didn't grab any Eden Horde. I know that was like the talk of the D-Gen Dojo, but uh, no, ridiculous. You liked them. This is the Adventure Club thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> they look like specials. I don't know what to tell everyone. They look like specials? Yeah. All right. Cool. I'll follow it. Um, you did a Spaces last night with uh, our good friend Maz, and um, it was centered around Etherorgs. We at Alpha Mint were hosting the community um um, community spaces. This was not one that was featuring the team or anything like that, but did you guys have anyone end up showing up for it? Um, you know, how did it go? And is, you know, what's the schedule for this kind of thing? Is it a a regular thing or what's going on with that? Yes. Every week we are going to be having a community orcs spaces and boy, was it fabulous. We had, Quite a few orc regulars come up on stage. We talked strategy. We talked how people got into orcs. We talked how new people could get into orcs. And I was really, really just having a grand old time. I've told you before, when even when I don't have anything to do, I'll often log on to the Ether Orcs page and just look and wish I had something to do. Well, the ability to talk and chat orcs is something that is, you know, it it's one of the most enjoyable things we do in the Moon Lounge. We have a channel just dedicated to it. And the game is as fun, I think, as a passive game could be. The strategies are always changing because it's a live marketplace. And it really was a fabulous time last night. So shout out to Virtual John. Shout out to... Poof and the whole Orcs team over there, they continue to execute on such a high level. We're 2,000 
Let me go check the exact number, but we're about 2,000 ogres into minting right now. So yesterday I was positing, will we be out of ogres by the next community meeting? We're at 2,136 of 3,000 ogres minted. I was asking what the next phase is going to be. I'm pretty sure it's mages, though everybody was acting kind of unsure. Shamans create potions, okay? Ogres create training dummies, okay? What do mages do? What is the utility of mages? I guess we're going to find out. And I am looking forward to that. So shout out to Maz also. He was a fabulous co-host. We nerded out on orcs. It was great. Yeah, for you guys that, uh, you know, tune in here but don't check out the Twitter spaces, FMC and Maz are... Um, just really, really top tier at hosting Twitter spaces. I have, you know, often just to consume some content and whatnot, I will uh, I will jump into a random Twitter space that uh, pops up at the top of the screen. And I got to say, most of them are incredibly underwhelming. Normally, it's just like 10 people up there who are just like interrupting each other. Um just like hot take central. I, I don't know. I, most of the time I'm, I'm more listening to it for entertainment value than, uh, you know, educational purposes or to, to better myself. But, uh, you know, when I, when I listen to you and Maz and honestly, I, I feel like what you and I do on this show here and whatnot, like I feel really good about the content we're actually creating because I just think that it's, uh, it's something that not a lot of people are actually doing in this in this in this space and i'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back but i just like um you know you guys are are absolutely incredible at uh working twitter like that and i'm st- i'm trying to keep up with you yeah <laughs> um was it recorded uh agora is asking if yeah. you can listen to the spaces yep. last night yep we record them all go check out Mad- uh ether orcs Twitter page because it was their account that was hosting. Oh, they hosted. Okay, good. Yeah. So go check out the Ether Orcs Twitter page. Yeah, I'm sure if you go check out, if you you need the uh, extra step to get there, Free Market's uh, Twitter page will will have a re- retweet somewhere in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct in that or not, but uh, but yeah. So I guess the other kind of noteworthy thing that happened yesterday was this. Uh, X2, Y2 dropping a new NFT marketplace kind of a la looks rare dropped. You got a coin drop as well. If you logged in, connected your wallet and you either listed 40 NFTs or NFTs from four separate collections. Um, I'll say it was different for each tier. They were asking me to let to list fifty and uh, or five collections. So it was different. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't even realize. Okay. It was either three and 30, four and 40, or five and 50. And maybe there's higher tiers than, than my lowly wallets as well. I don't know. So, yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I don't know if you've got there or not. Oh, no, you said you were having problems listing. They paused. It was, listing, yeah. Think, right? So, unlike looks, it wasn't just a straight airdrop. You actually had to interact with their site. Um, well, looks, looks rare, you did too, but it was it, a little bit more easy. Remember, you just had to list one NFT? I didn't list an NFT on looks. Yeah, I think you did. I did? Yeah. That All was right. the whole thing. Just log in and list one NFT and you were good to go. Oh, okay, cool. I don't even remember that. Um, but Many years ago. <laughs> many moons ago. Uh, yeah, I, so you have to approve your collection. You know, for every API you're on, you have to approve your collections for that 
APR for that contract, right? You're giving this contract permission to trade your non-fungible token. So I went and did that. So there is like a little upfront cost to claim your your tokens. It cost me about 40 bucks or excuse me, 50 bucks to approve five collections. Um, and I, I wasn't able to list. Now the claiming on the token is paused. By the time I got around to it, it was paused. So you can't claim your tokens right now, but I was having a hard time listing. I had approved them all. It says approved next to them. And um, I still can't list for some reason. None of the NFTs show up for me to list them. Now, one thing I will tell everyone, and I'm not sure how true this is, but don't give permission for big collections yet. Like if you have board apes or anything like that, there may be an ability to take those NFTs through the permission that is there. Not that it is a, not that the ability is there now. They're saying the ability to put in the ability is there. So it's like one step away. If if they changed one line of code, it would be easy for somebody to take the NFTs you've approved through that. So the only collections I approved were ones in my hidden wallet. Yeah, right. Same. Yeah. So just to be safe, you know. No, they can't take the ones you don't approve. You uh, don't have to worry about anything like that. And I don't think you have to worry about it. I'll bottom line that I wouldn't be nervous anyway. Luckily, even in their own UI, it gives you the ability to revoke that permission. All right. So if you did do it for a very large collection to be extra safe, you can go revoke that permission right in the X2Y2 UI. Uh, do it with hidden with your hidden folder. But yeah, it's as of right now, X2Y2 is sitting at $2.72 per coin. So that's a pretty nice airdrop for any of the tiers. Do you have a DEX chart for that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I DM'd it to you. Hold on. No, I haven't seen yeah, it. DM'd it yeah, to there you. we go. <laughs> uh, this is one of your weird DEX charts where it's... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, damn. I think I sold really low on that. That's a shame. I think I sold right around there. <laughs> oh, it was a five-minute chart. No, that definitely wasn't it. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I claimed it. Shame on me. I claimed it and sold it. Um, I didn't do that with looks, although later I did sell it. I, I got to say, like, I... I didn't do as much looking into it as I should have, maybe, but I was a little underwhelmed with how difficult it was. Like, um you you clicked on a collection and then none of them were listed there and it was actually because the default thing wasn't uh, collections that were listed and i don't know i just i had a I had issues navigating my way around it and that's really just my own um probably impatience that did it but uh based on this chart it looks like it is doing very well um at the time it's almost at its all-time high so uh i guess i could have been more patient i don't know well what it I is mean- People regularly say, oh, it's free money. Why not just take the free money? Well, look at history and math. Even if one or two of these things flops and goes to zero, you'd make a lot more money holding it for a few days than holding it right away. Like, that's what I don't get, especially from the max min profit maxis in our room who like, are like, oh, profit is profit. I dumped right away. You lit. It's lit. Like if you go back and use your trading tools, when has that worked out? I think there's been two airdrops I've ever heard of that like instantly debuted and went to zero. I'm talking <laughs> gas and uh, right. Gas. There was there was actually another year, one. Yeah, year year. Remember year at the end they did like yeah. Hmm? But 
What about high profile ones? What about ones no, with anything underneath? I don't think any of them have ever not been higher <laughs> five days from when they, you know, it's a very, this chart happens all the time. Boom, there's the pop. Bunch of people who take the free money sell. Then there's nobody left to sell and it rockets. The one thing here, of course, is that a bunch of people can't claim still. And, and it could be the large majority of people given time zones and people waking up and everyone waiting to make sure it's safe and all that. I mean, if they turn that on, I guarantee this thing has fallen 50% the moment they turn that on. That's no question. I think the thing would be once they turn it on, maybe don't claim it and try to sell right away into that minus 50% because there's going to be the same thing again. Everyone who wants to sell is going to sell. And then there's going to be enough people who say, well, why not? Let's just give it a chance. It'll start drifting back up. FOMO will kick in. People will chase it and you'll be able to sell it higher than than into that panic sell. But I guarantee the moment it goes live, we're going to have 15 messages in the DGen Dojo just claimed and sold. (laughs) Suckers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, that was uh, that was actually me, and I don't know. Maybe I was just in a mood yesterday or something, but I just uh, I took the the liquidity and ran, um, and it has two and a half x since I did that. But uh, you know, I will uh, I will live with my decision. Um, you live with yeah. your decision now. At a hundred dollars a coin, we, we no, <laughs> no. I, I you know what though? I just like. I'm, it's one of those things that like looks rare was first did it well now this is like how how many more of these are we going to get it's almost like that sub meta i never claimed gas i didn't claim gas because i had claimed sos and i had decided if anything gas is just going to tank sos there's no way gas is also going to be successful it's just going to tank sos and then yesterday it was a similar situation there was this x2 y2 thing then there was some other airdrop that tried to launch at the exact same time. People claimed that it went to zero because there's only one high profile one that could be out at a time. I mean, everyone can't go into two Ponzi's. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Omelt is asking how this compares or competes with OS or looks. Um, to be seen. I don't even know if we know how looks competes with it's it. kind of got. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of got some cool functionality in that, like maybe there's a, a genie tool where you can mass list a little bit easier um, and, and make things easy with that. I would imagine or hope that those are both features that are going to be launched into looks and OpenSea as well. They seem like no brainers. And especially when I saw this, um, the UI is definitely, I think, a little bit cleaner than looks rare, although it's immediate functionality was a little frustrating, but, um, you know, maybe that is an actual just tactic because I actually had to click around for a little while to figure out how to claim it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, obviously, we'll keep an eye on it and, uh, you know, let us know if you decided to claim and hold, claim and sell. You can also stake it. There is a reward system that's somewhat similar to looks rare as well. So I'll have to uh, do a little bit deeper of a dive. Maybe I'll just make a note to, to click around on it today and figure out what's going on with that in mind. So Yeah, I think it's a very similar UI to looks, but it had some things I liked that looks didn't have. And, you know, we everybody was bowing down at the altar of Genie.xyz until Gem came along. And now Genie's dead on the vine. You know, nobody uses Genie anymore. It's all Gem Gem sweeps, right? And it's honestly, it's just because Gem is a better product. That doesn't mean Genie can't reiterate. 
But when we've been talking about looks, and this was before the having, because we told you what was going to happen with the having, but before the having, we were talking about what is the long-term kind of bear case? What's the devil's advocate with looks? And it was one of the points was other marketplaces launching with the exact same model and a token. If they're even remotely successful or high profile, that is going to remove attention and capital from looks because now there's this new shiny thing we can play with for for however much time. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd make the argument that it's better for like all of this competition and options are better for the NFT market as a whole, but uh, detrimental to each individual one, right? Like choice is good. Uh, options are good. Uh, a competitive marketplace where they're all kind of pushing the limits of what the other one is doing. Like if looks rare hadn't come out and then, you know, X2, Y2, although this is maybe a little bit uh, too close in timing, like if, if looks rare hadn't started pushing pressure, pushing, putting pressure on OpenSea, as well as the idea that Coinbase Marketplace is going to come online, do you think that OpenSea is ever partnering with somebody like MetaLink to improve their customer ex- service experience? Probably not. They're just going to sit there and collect as much fucking money as we're willing to give them. But this competition, this idea that other people are trying to dethrone them, makes them go on their back foot a little bit. Now they got to dig into their profit margins a little bit to be protective of their moat. Um, and I think by and large, I'm not sure who wins, but I do feel like the fact that all of these are taking place just means that we win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, always, because once people stop competing on token and UI, they're going to start competing on price. And that's the next you know, race to the bottom, so to say. UI is a race to the top. Price is a race to the bottom. There's a reason why in Canada I am paying fucking almost $300 a month for two cell phones. Because there's three goddamn cell phone companies, nobody else can compete with them, and they will just take you for whatever you can. Mm-hmm. Um, Cabal. Competition is healthy. Uh, all right, chat. Give us uh, give us some stuff if you want to talk about it. I'll uh, I'll start pulling some stuff on screen. Free market. What else do you got? Anything you wanted to uh, touch on while we're here hanging out? Probably go for another 20, 25 minutes. Well, don't look now, but dick butts are flying. Twenty is that, is that right? Twenty ETH and a fifteen ETH sale on the dick butts. I don't know how hard I've had to pound the table on dick butts. Okay. This interesting is, verbiage for a project called Dick Butts, but uh, okay. Thank Keep you. Keep going. Thank you. I I expect the price on this to to rise and be uh, be very high because they're a meme. They are from last year. You couldn't have a better collection for the media, for the news, right? Anytime the news wants to point to how ridiculous NFTs are, they're going to point to crypto dick butt. Like, yeah, try, try explaining to this to your accountant that you have yeah. uh, it's the best know, meme. capital gains on your dick butts. It's the best meme in NFTs, hands down. And I, I am very, very bullish on them. I think 1.2 is a steal. Uh, and everyone should have a dick butt in their life. <laughs> Love how it just says keep away from children. Like, great disclaimer. Yeah, you don't want children touching your dick butt. That's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? What? What caused this? What? What in was the- this? Uh, what yeah. was this little run caused by? Anything? 
No, I just think it's meme. I I, I just think that it you know, and this I guys swept a lot of them. Holy fuck! That's what I'm saying. And I yeah. I've seen people talking about them recently, right? Like this is an example of a collection that was that that had a moment, right? I always talk about this. It had a moment in the most historic year in our industry ever, and. It's one of the most memeable and also reportable crypto, I mean, NFT collection. So I have, you know, I think these are a blue chip in the making. Future blue chip. No, no cap here. Crypto dick butt future blue chip. You heard it here. Maybe not first, but you definitely heard it here. Wow. The volume on this is absolutely, I can't even. I'm not playing. I finally scrolled down to reach two days ago. This is, uh, yeah, Wow. They're going to five ETH. What did, what were they at originally? You know, point eight ish, point seven. Yeah. They had gotten really Incredible. low. In December. I forgot what the low was. It was like point four, maybe even lower. Hmm. Financial advice or not? Um. Well, you can. You know, we don't give financial no, advice. Nothing is financial I advice. Talk about the things I love, and <laughs> the things I love, I have found that rich people love them more, which allows me to charge a premium once I decide to get rid of that asset. Crypto dick butts. JRP is... Mm, Go, sorry. No, I said buy things rich people like. Simple game. Easy game. Did you guys talk about Times Magazine? Uh, I know you went over yesterday. I got a friend that got the Cool Cats edition. Good for him. Nice. Nice. They pulled the Klon Vinny collab. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, I, like, I didn't realize also you can either roll a single or a dual edition where you either get one or the other, or you can get both. Yeah, I oh yeah, so you can get the clon one, you can get the Vinnie Hager one, or you can get the dual edition where you get clon and so or the artist and, and their partner artist. You and I actually got did we get two yesterday? I got a double as well. I got I, a double I, too. It's still it's still a floor one. I don't think that it makes them no, but, extremely more valuable, but I think it's just a differentiation a little bit. No, no, but I'm saying there's two of them. We now have two that are worth the floor, is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we're so I'm not I didn't lose point one yet. I gotta go look at no, this. No, it's the same NFT. It's just like split into two two sides. I'll show you. Oh if, I mean mine's a double. I don't know. It's Double art edition, double artist. Yes. Oh, this is the. That's not the slices of time one. Oh, slices of. The floor on my doubles right now are 0.04. Right. Fabulous. Yeah. So you could see on this page that uh, there's a lot of doubles. Maybe it's more rare to get a single. I don't know. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's the trick. Yes. I don't know. I'm holding mine. There's a single. Holding my. What am I going to do? Fucking dump it for 0.04? Of course I'm holding mine. Well, I just meant like, like it's time, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll go up in price. Yeah. I wanted, uh, wanted a drifter. I wanted that drifter shoot. I if you knew how big this shoot didn't get a rug. Hmm? You, I, I got a rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugged by Keith Roseman. You wanted the drifter what? The drifter photograph. I guess getting a red border was important too. 
I mean, what, I is, what I was that, that edition? Single artist? No. No, no red border for old Uncle Free. I don't know what the Drifter one was, what that would be called under. Do you know who the artist was? Do you know who the artist was? Drift. Drift? Drift. The name is Drift. Sorry. Stop yelling at me, man. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. Slices of time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Beanie is back. Was that discussed yet? No, I did not know Beanie was back. I don't know if I want to discuss that. I saw Cole was back. Mm. Well, I mean, Pudgy Penguins just partnered with fucking Coinbase. Not that he's associated with that anymore, but perfect time to come into the woodworks. I mean, it's his Twitter banner and it says creator of Pudgy Penguins in his bio. I know he's not technically associated with them. I'm just pointing out. Icon, what would you say about Beanie coming back? What's your... Give us your hot take. I always find the Europeans are a lot more hot about this stuff, so I love to hear their takes. Like, you know, I'm... What I'm laissez-faire, okay? Uh, it took him 22 days to write this thread, I guess. <laughs> How many iterations? I could just see Beanie 20 straight days trying to type up a, a thread here. I don't know. Fuck. Let's read it. Time for a thread. I've taken a few weeks off from 24-7 content creation. Okay. Unlike most influencers, I hate that word. I put serious effort into my tweet spaces at Discord. I don't just guess at things. I do an insane amount of research and for free. I'm like, uh, fuck off already for free. How much money have you made doing this? This isn't free for you. Fuck. You kidding me? This is your, this is the first thing you say in your comeback thread for free. Like you're some altruistic guy that's just done good all your life. Is that what we're doing here? I guess. I don't know. Shouldn't be surprised by that. What's so ironic to me is I'm being thrown under the bus by some of the same people with paid discords that I have months of message history with where they think they they thank me repeatedly for helping them make a ton of money in NFTs and even DeFi. I know who he's talking about. Mm. This is the fun part. Remember how they said if you get in the mud and roll around with pigs, everybody gets dirty? Yeah. It's going to be fun over the next few months. Good luck, paid Discord. Hmm. <laughs> Good luck. Can't wait. Sitting here with my popcorn. Right. Well, there we go. It'll be fun to watch that go down. <laughs> Icon saying, obviously, he only sheds a spotlight on NFT, NFT ethics only post where they were being diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Beanie. Don't know him. I um, I did notice he was gone, but I guess I'm no now notice that he's back. So here we are. What else we got going on? Oh, sorry, go ahead. The Pixel Vaults PFP. Didn't they, like, push him away? I don't think he ever changed it. I think that was um, amidst him going radio silent for a mm -hmm. while. So, rugging, a, you know, Omelt, rugging is not a moment in time as people, <laughs> as people like to say, rugging is something that happens long before the project even mints. It's, it's, a, it's a process. 
I knew you were going with the process. Bottoming's a process. No, and he's bringing up Tasty Bones. I mean, Cereal Club again, and he's asking if it's a rug. And, you know, yes, they are rugs. And they will will eventually be zero. Why in the fuck do I have a hundred and... Oh, God. What do you got going on today? What do we got going on today? Today is Wednesday. I have that going on. Um, let's see. Waiting to claim my airdrop so I cannot dump it and laugh at the people who do. Watching magic get to five dollars and sixty. So that's the real price. I confirmed it with other people. Uh, smoles and swoles are still fifty percent below the top. So I don't know why everybody's celebrating. They all believe in this magic ecosystem. I don't know anything. I just do what Icon tells me to do because he's smart and his laugh is affable. Um, <laughs> but I don't believe in it. I'm just doing what they tell me to do. And so far, I'm down 50% after saying I wanted to sell above four ETH. But I'm still trusting You it. sound like that aunt at Thanksgiving dinner when their um, nephew or niece was talking about how good crypto's been doing. And they bought the yeah. Ethereums. Yes. And now they're like, can the devil I have do something? Quite- I have quite a few people in my life who I've built relationships with who I trust implicitly. I will do what they say. And even if they get something wrong once or twice, I don't care because I know their track record is so good. So that's how I feel about Icon and Lucas and quite a few people in our DGen dojo. You want to see Free Market's face when somebody doubts Icon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accurate. I love this. I love that I have this now. I'm going to work on trying to get some kind of like big video, mm-hmm. like an explosion behind him or something. Right. Yeah, what do you think of Serial Club? Boom. And that's it. We just leave it at that. I like it. What are these borders? What do these buttons do? What is this? Springtime. Nice. Icon, I just got a new ogre. And for some reason, he is not automatically grouping himself with the other ogre. He's like up there with my Genesis orcs, and it's really giving me like OCD pain right now. Is this like a UI fix for them? And what is going on? I'll show you. My ogre is just, uh, look at him. Yes, Zug. Is that your Zug? Fine. Uh, Samuel is saying, do yourself a favor and play generative dungeon on OS for just a minute. Playable through OS itself. I actually did do that on a, on a show, I think last week when they were in their, um, their allow list sale. Very cool project. Um, do I sure. have to own it or you can just go play somebody else's? Yeah, you can play anybody's. I don't know if that provides any kind of value to the holder. I don't know if I want to play with another man's generative dungeon. <laughs> Keep your generative dungeon to yourself. <laughs> 0.635 floor on generative dungeon. Still holding pretty strong. Dope. Missed that one. Wait, it'll come. Um, JRP asking about Nanopass has very sick things coming up. They are building 3D avatars to live in Nanopass. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about it. I like Nanopet. I ended yeah. up buying the planetary property association which was a mistake uh the, that didn't the do well is what i should have bought hmm? 
Wow, NanoPass at 1.78. I mean, that was higher pre-reveal, but uh, is still at least going strong. Yeah. Um, is as impressive as that NFT world. Yeah, that's wild too. And he, probably 12 now since we went to sleep. NFT worlds? Yeah. We were supposed to talk about that the other day and we didn't. I don't have enough context for it, but it's uh, it really is. Just... 3D land, what context do we no, I mean, it has Minecraft integration, too. We've talked about oh, it nonstop with credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, different way, though. Yeah. You kind of have, like, your own world that you can kind of put people into and create games within it and whatnot. 9.5 ETH floor. Man. Wow. Nice. Shit, that thing is moving. Look at this. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of sales for for something that's going for thirty two grand right now, and that's why I think people underestimate. I mean, all you need are the rich people to like your thing, and that's why Begons haven't made it yet. That's why Species. Ha- There's a group of rich people that they have group Telegram chats. I know who they are. I know what they talk about. I have I have spies everywhere reporting back to me information. I know what's happening here. Start calling you Littlefinger. Yeah. No, and the, and they'll get the, you know, speaking of Littlefinger. Never mind. Oh, where are we going with this? Don't know. I thought I had something and then. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Probably uh, fade that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know what I would love about NFT worlds? If anybody in the chat is like in on this or has experience like it's one of those things where i would love to do a deeper dive on it but i just want someone to like explain it to me like i'm five you know like i can i can sit here and look into it for a couple hours and figure out what the fuck's going on but the fact is i'm never gonna own one of these so um, i want someone to come in here and explain to me why block isn't one dollar explain to me like i'm five years old why block isn't a dollar well, actually, if you want to talk about critters, they actually just did something pretty cool too. I, I you know what? I'm holding this, and I have been so not even worried about the um, the price of it. What what is the price of a critter? One right two. That's great. One point three. I, I don't even look at it anymore. But block, um, they have just released an in-game marketplace within Minecraft where you can sell items from Minecraft for block. They act as the intermediary, so you're not just trying to give someone random shit and hope they send it to it. I don't know the mechanics of it, but it is gasless, too, which is really fucking cool. I'm assuming there's some internal checks and balances that they might be able to just uh, flip around on the blockchain via these transactions. But um, really cool shit. The biggest effect has been in staked critters. If you go see the price of staked critters, they've gone from zero to 0.024. And I believe that's a direct result of the fact that now you don't just earn the block for moving around. Now you can actually earn block for selling the stuff you mine. So the the pay in which somebody who rents a critter has probably gone up at least two times, if not more. And now you're seeing that reflected in the rental price, which to me, that's the best part for me because I got three of these things, you know, and right now I can rent them at $80 a week. That's not bad. That's 240 bucks a week that you're getting on top of whatever block they earn you. And I don't care as much about the block right now. I don't sell it because I think the price is depressed. So I'm just waiting for block to go up. 
I am going to approach this game in a profit maxi way. I don't play Minecraft. I'm not very into it. Um, so I am going to just be selling my block. I'm just waiting for much higher prices than they are here. Yeah, I mean, if you want some encouraging signs, one, they have already said that block will be capped. So eventually, whatever block is in the ecosystem, I'm assuming this is after they've they're done with their burn mechanics, um, will continue or will just exist like that. And two, um, them in implementing um, the marketplace is a step in the right direction. I mean, we talk about teams that continue to just do things and build. Uh, like they've definitely been doing that. We haven't talked about critters much at all in the last couple of weeks, but a lot of excitement around that when it first came out. And I got to say, I'm actually really impressed with the fact that um, it has kind of bottomed out around ten cents, right? Like it has held this this for for quite some time. And uh, I'm I'm curious as to what would make it break down lower than that and i don't really have an answer uh, no, other than the game just like ceasing to exist no i i think that this price is the correct like this is price discovery this is an efficient market based on the mechanics they've created for this minecraft game so 10 cents is the fair price i don't yeah. think i don't think unless they changed the supply dynamics or how you earned block it could really go lower right now with the exception of people stop people stop playing i mean that would be the only other way it could go lower would be people stop playing the game as far as i could tell there's been increased demand to play the game right now so i think given the current demand and given the the, the demand supply dynamics of block uh 10 cents is as low as it's gonna get but there's also no impetus for it to go up right like there's no reason really until you see a massive amount of players start moving into the game making rock block more rare and of course people wanting to do things with block beyond just uh selling it. wanting to buy supplies and build things just for the fact that they want to build them things like that I wonder how many plots are left. That's going to be a big thing too. 13,000 plots minted, 22,000 total. So, wow. It's start it's going to it's going to the burn rate of 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 block into plots is going to start getting a lot steeper. Um and uh you know, as these kind of mint out, they're going to be more and more scarce. Land that is good is going to be more and more valuable. Um and the Here's here's my thing. Okay, we've been we've had this for what um, over a month now. Was it January? Two months? Oh no, these were a slow mint. I I can't remember uh, when did these mint. Sometime in January, right? Yeah, I forgot the exact date. or late December. No, it was December. It was like the last week of December, second to last week. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, regardless, um, most games that we've seen. People absolutely lose interest by now. The token is fractions of a cent by now. Um, and it's just forgotten about. Throw in the hidden folder. I mean, this is holding so strong, right? Uh, the floor kind of hit 0.8 on the critters for a little bit. Now it's back to 1.3. I think it's a yeah, nice fun slow build for me. It's because Minecraft is fun to play. I think 100%. there's a lot of people that would be playing it anyway. And while this isn't the most advanced version of Minecraft, it was still addictive back in its early iterations. I think it's addictive now. Throw a little money in there and uh, I'm not surprised it is where it is. For sure. Oh, Cass was up here and he's gone. I was about to bring him on stage. Cass, 
come back. Um, My thoughts, Chipper Howe, on Adamverse is a lot of people in the D-Gen Dojo like it, and I would trust their opinion more. I... I was suspicious of their whitelisting method, so I didn't want to get involved, and I'm not a fan of the art. That is not to say it's not going to cook. I think you should ask other people. I am not. I didn't do enough research because I didn't like the art, uh, and I didn't like how they began whitelisting people. So go check Go check with someone uh, who's bullish on it. I think they'll give you a good case for it. Matt is asking, do you guys think the long lost is due for another run? Um, I mean, we talked about this pretty briefly. People brought it up. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what constitutes due for another run. Um, just trying to pull it up on screen here real quick so that I at least have the visual. Blah, blah, blah. There we go. Should be it. Open C, don't fail me now. Yeah, I mean, it's at a point one six. 2,400 ETH in volume traded. We're getting to a good ownership distribution. Um, I don't, I didn't end up buying one of these, not for any particular reason other than I didn't. The volume looks pretty consistent and constant. I'm seeing sales above floor, which is never a bad sign for a project that people kind of feel has bottomed out. Um, do I think it's due for another run? anyone's guess did you end up uh, picking up any of these no i think that i see them everywhere and people are people are talking about them a lot so i think that this community probably has some legs and it'll have itself another moment i didn't buy them not a fan but i actually think they are going to go higher than the prices now so if you own them, I'd be optimistic about the entire project. They seem they to have, have their own style. Definitely. No knocks. No knocks. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't judge anyone who loved it. I, everyone just has to stick to their whatever, their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. They're nice. 10 days. I mean, here's the thing, right? 10 days is, uh, you know, we are constantly bombarded by stuff like Azuki and Clonex, and um i'll be honest these are the type of projects that make me worry there's too much supply out there like it's pretty good art you know what i mean like that's this would have been a great six thousand supply there's just a lot there's a lot of projects that have very good art there are a few that have uh soul grabbing life-changing bring a tear to your eye art so that doesn't mean a project has to have that uh, I just that's that's kind of how I when I see a project like this I get worried there's too many projects out there but I think these are going oh that's what you're saying in terms of supply yeah gotcha sorry I thought you meant like the supply of the 10,000 no 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 gotcha my bad I like the ones in the preview there that clear one is cool plus I hear there's ones with cool cat hats I love everything cool cat so. yeah I always like yeah, maybe the cool room. pets are frustrating me yeah, they had the uh, Kryptoon goons. It's a great project. Yes. Good looking ones there. The Goku one, clear. I fell into an Instagram hole again yesterday and get one of the videos was five projects in Gary V's wallet that haven't mooned yet. And um, one of them was Crypt- 
Toon Goons. So shout out to Jesse and the team over there. I have a hard time saying that one hasn't mooned. That you gotta understand. To the outside, they don't care it's, yeah. from point one to point eight. That doesn't mean anything to them. They need like three hundred ETH sale. Like that's what grabs attention of people. Oh, this don't. is the wrong collection. Fuck. That was crypto goons. My bad. I mean, this has been a nice rise up to point seven ETH floors. Up as up as high as point nine for a little bit there. Uh, they had a great run when Gary Vee was talking about them frequently. Um, I fucking love the art on this one, though. Yeah. These these turned out so well. Uh, for a non-traditional profile picture, uh, they fit it in that circle really, really well. They're simple enough that you can the details don't get lost, um, but they're intricate enough that they're fun to look at. You see lots of cool little details, like a lightsaber and a Wu-Tang thing there. Some of them are wearing Yeezys. It's a good project. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have heard of Potato Pals, Julian. I will not be <laughs> min. Was that the? Was that one of the um, lemon kind of derivatives? Yeah, and this what a great orange, this little orange friends. I don't know why my heart is too big to block him because he's not chilling me. He's not trying. He's not saying I should, but he just, he likes my stuff. He's my reply guy right now, you know? And I, I've been so close to blocking you, little orange friends, but you're not, you're not being aggressive with me. So I'm letting you live for now, but I don't think you should. <laughs> Your traits uh, are exactly the same traits as little lemon friends. That's where, that's where old uncle free has, uh, Draws the line. Gotta use different traits. At the very least, even if you're gonna copy a model, gotta use different traits. Draws the line. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, what a great sign for a project to have derivatives, though. I mean, oh a lot gosh. of times people shit okay. on derivatives. It really does. Um, when people see derivatives and they mint derivatives or they're exposed to derivatives. Attention does go back to the original project. It doesn't distract from it. People go, where did this come from? And then everyone goes, oh, little lemon friends, right? Yeah. There's a reason why bored apes have, you know, they don't acknowledge a lot of the derivatives, but they don't go after them either, unless they're like direct ripoffs or damaging to their brand. Like, you know, derivatives are a good advertisement for the underlying project. I guess people don't realize. Kind of like these, this Danny and Creature world. I mean, come on. They're so they're so stuck up over there. I don't know, whatever. It's just relax, guys. Fucking relax. Have a good time out there. It's not like... This is art. I mean, just fucking breathe. Jesus. Everything's so serious. Ugh. Super serious. Super serial. Oh, I like when people take their dedication like i love when teams take the dedication to their project seriously but don't take their project too seriously you right. know that's they're, it they're, 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 you're allowed to have fun with it this is my biggest like bear case against the nhl to just go into some traditional company oh you God. watch the nba and the nfl um uh, maybe not the nfl um like major league baseball and stuff they're out there on social media they're letting people meme it share videos do ridiculous stuff from it you show one video of the nhl on your instagram and they fucking get rid of that get it out of there huh. no wonder I didn't know that. 
It's awful. They, they were much stricter. I follow all kinds of sports um, pages on my Instagram that cover all sports. Right. ESPN, TSN, blah, blah, blah. You know what you never see on Instagram? Clips of hockey. Clips and of the NHL even, specifically. Like, that's even from like the ESPN accounts and stuff? Yeah. Wow. It's fucking bullshit. They, they I, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I like the NBA more anyways, but uh, they have done such a disservice to their players. They did a, uh, a comparison on where players' salaries were in like 1990. I don't know. It was like 25 years, 1997 or something like that. The highest paid player in the NHL is making like 20% more than they were in the late 90s, early 2000s. Football, basketball, and baseball are all like three, four, five times as much as they were then. Um, and it's just because they have not adopted uh, social media. They have not changed with the times. And I think it's a shame. That league is struggling. It's not good. They want to add more teams. That I love it. And that's my favorite sport right now. That's why I'm disappointed in what you're saying. NHL? Yeah. They want to add more teams. Their product's so diluted. Mm. More teams. It should just be the original six. Am I right about that? No. Do we need more than the original six? Who's your, who's your, I, I never asked. Who's your hockey team? Um, My hockey team traditionally would be the, uh, the Avalanche. Interesting. The Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's, that's an interesting choice from a Canadian. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were originally the Quebec Nordiques and I, it wasn't that I, loved oh, I, I didn't um, know that. I didn't know that. I, I was like playing and watching hockey around the time. And Peter Forsberg, um, one of the best Swedes to ever play the game was my favorite player. And he played for the avalanche, Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick. Like those were, uh, that was a team. And, uh, I, I really liked them. Um, most people where I'm from are Maple Leaf or Montreal Canadiens fans. Yes. I think that hockey, unlike any other sport, has some of the best names. The best names, okay? You talk about hockey. Jeff Bookaboom. I mean, think about this name. This is a name. Bookaboom. Jeff Bookaboom. That's a name. That is a name. You're talking Bookaboom. about player names. Yeah, that's a player name. Jeff Bookaboom. All right. Does he play for the Rangers? He did. You're a Rangers fan. I am a Rangers fan. Mato! 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 Come on. Anyone ever see that clip? <laughs> Look up Wayne Gretzky's new boat. <laughs> Look up Wayne Gretzky's means. daughter and see if she's on that boat <laughs> while you're at it. Holy <laughs> shit. That family's genes in that family. My God. You know he owns the oldest baseball card uh, in existence? Horace Honus Wayne Gretzky Wagner. does? Yeah. Per, I think it's the most mint Honus Wagner in existence. Mm-hmm. My thoughts Open on potatoes is I'm not minting them. I'm not minting Damn. anything is a vegetable or a fruit and has friends in the name or pals in the name. I'm just making that. Is that his new boat? Mm. Nice boat. God damn. Pretty looking boat. I want a boat. Let's get a boat. <laughs> Boats a, a, hole, boat. a boat is a hole in the water you throw money into. You want a friend with a boat. That's uh, that's what <laughs> yeah. you don't want a boat. You want a friend with a boat. Trust trust Uncle Free. Trust Uncle Free. Man, all right. 
Anything else you want to talk about? We can start wrapping this up. Two hours, 15 minutes. Sorry, Cass, if you got rugged. I apologize. Wrap it up, we'll baby. We'll be here tomorrow. You want to wrap it up? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my hometown, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Friends help build. Dope. Appreciate you oh. sharing that. Good stuff. All right. For those of you that turned in late, I appreciate everybody sticking around while we're uh, talking about random shit. But uh, one of the reasons why I love you guys, just uh, just out here hanging. Did we, we didn't even during you know what? Or hockey. Uh, no, not really. Huh. Not really. Interesting. We, you know, we peaked. You know what? We didn't actually end up talking about as much as we said we were going to, despite the fact that somebody told us to stop talking about it was Little Lemon Friends. So Pixel Friends. I didn't bring them up on screen or anything. Not Pixel Friends. Sorry. Little pic- Lemon. Lemon. Pixel Lemon. Sorry. <laughs> they look good. Um, fuck it. We could, we could talk about it more tomorrow. I think what they did was amazing. Um, all right. Yeah. If anyone tuned in late, we uh, we talked a lot about news, Metaverse, New York Stock Exchange doing some stuff, MetaLink and OpenSea partnering up, Disney hopping on board, Cool Man's Universe finally breaking that two ETH floor, uh, hints of partnerships with maybe, 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 maybe with Disney, very speculative, maybe, maybe, maybe with Nintendo, again, very speculative, uh, but might be some smoke there. We talked about cereal club not too too much but we did talk about it milk went live yesterday cool pets game went live very briefly uh there was x2y2 conversation we talked about ether orcs kaiju kings i got to play the game on stream very dope go check that out lots of great conversations today guys it's going to be on youtube all recorded for your viewing pleasure uh we appreciate you very much if you're still here and you're new to the show or you haven't done it yet Love when you guys hit the like button and the subscribe button. It definitely helps out our channel. And if you don't, I will not lose any sleep over it. We appreciate you. Free market. Get us out of here. Good luck at the tables, DJ.